0: In that ongoing series. In a world that seems more divided every day, there are a few things that people seem united in loving. But one of those is an obsession with TV, film, and entertainment in general. In 2021 alone, over 200 movies were released and have collectively received over 10 billion views worldwide to date. That's more than every woman, man, and child on earth. And what do these viewers see? They see riveting stories mind-blowing special effects, their favorite stars delivering amazing performances, and they see brands, lots and lots of brands, because most movies are packed with them. My name is Dominic Arturouni and I'm the founder and director of Concave Brand Tracking. My company specializes in recording and analyzing brands and entertainment. Today I'm going to tell you a little bit more about how product placement works, why it's not nearly as expensive as you'd think, and that if you run a consumer brand and haven't explored the possibility of getting your brand on screen, you might be missing out on the best exposure you never knew you could achieve. So let's start with the basics. What is product placement? Also called branded entertainment or entertainment marketing. Simply put, it is the occurrence of real brands appearing in content such as films, TV or music videos. That's it. Anything else is semantics. Some people differentiate between paid placements, facilitated placements or even organic placements. Still at the end of the day all that matters is that viewers see your products in the hand of their favorite stars. It really doesn't matter how they got there which is why I apply the term product placement pretty broadly. The next thing to consider is how big is product placement? The answer is huge. In 2021, Concave Brand Tracking recorded every single instance of product placement in the top 50 films of the year, and these had a combined value of over $3 billion. Then you have shows like Stranger Things that are jam-packed with brands and get hundreds of millions of views. So when you include the product placement in TV, you're easily entering the double-digit billion-dollar range every single year, and it doesn't end there. All these shows and films don't just disappear, never to be watched again, like commercials or live sports events. No, entertainment gets circulated, watched and rewatched in perpetuity. Meaning placements from decades ago, like Budweiser in the original Top Gun, are still generating millions of dollars in value nearly 30 years later. Because of this, product placement is often called the gift that keeps on giving. So you're sold. Product placement is great but you don't have millions of dollars to pay to have your car driven by Leo in the next Scorsese film or have Chris Hemsworth drink your beer in the next door film. Well you're in luck because product placement does not cost nearly as much as people think. I mentioned before organic, facilitated and paid placements. These are roughly the three main types of product placement. Organic means that the production needed a car, this brand happened to be available and ta-da! The star drives this vehicle for 15 minutes. I won't dwell on these as they're basically just luck. Paid placements are self-explanatory. But know that the fees are far less than people expect. For as little as a few thousand dollars you can appear in many TV shows or films more or less prominently. Of course the price goes up the more prestigious the project or the more competitive the product category like beer for example. But when you hear about product placement fees in the millions you should know that this is usually for far more than just showing products on screen. A perfect example of this was Heineken in Skyfall. The press ate up the idea that they paid $45 million to appear fleetingly in the film, when the main thing that they paid for was the rights to have a whole advertising campaign built around the film. They sponsored events, used clips from the movie in their marketing, and even starred Daniel Craig in a commercial. But these giant deals are quite rare. So if you have some budget to spend on placement fees, know that this can go much further than you might think if you've never looked into it. But what about facilitated placements? This is where brands are involved but do not pay fees to the production. They tend to be less high profile than the placements people usually think of but make up the vast majority of the brands you see on screen. Think about all the cars used in every single film, all the electronics or even the clothes the actors wear. Well, To avoid buying all these things, the people on set responsible for sourcing these products will have a network of contacts at various brands who are more than happy to give or even just lend the products. So the key to this practice is one word, networking. Knowing all the set decorators, prop masters, stunt coordinators or costume designers. Whoever is the person on set responsible for acquiring the product you're interested in placing, they're the key. It sounds easy, but it can take years for a brand to develop this network, and it usually requires a company to have at least one person who is a product placement lifer and does this job for decades. Then, everyone in Hollywood knows that they are the go-to person for a specific product. I've had the pleasure of working with some of these people for such products as computers, beer, or eyewear, and they make it look so easy. But this is because they have built reputations over countless years for being resourceful, reliable, easy to work with, and maybe picking up the odd check for a lobster dinner. One of the biggest misconceptions about product placement is that producers see it as a significant source of income. And while fees are sometimes paid, it is more of a cost reduction practice in the vast majority of cases. It might seem like a small distinction, but it is key to understanding this unique industry it is far more important the right product is on set when needing at as little cost as possible than which brand is willing to pay a few thousand dollars more. Now, I know what you're thinking, this is all great, but I don't have 5 to 10 years to become best friends with every set decorated in LA. I want to get in movies now. Well, you're in luck because there is a shortcut, and they're called product placement agencies. These are companies that act as an intermediary between brands and the people who place them on set. They already know everyone, so you can go to them and expedite the process. Sure, they can help you negotiate paid placements if that's the route you want to take, but the fundamental skill of these agencies is getting you those facilitated placements purely through their connections. Obviously, the agencies charge a fee for this service, but these start as low as a few thousand dollars, which is a bargain compared to the value you'll be getting, as we'll talk about soon enough. Concave Brand Tracking knows and works with most of the best agencies, both in the U.S. and in the U.K. In the U.S., we recommend Movie Mogul, run by Deborah Harper, Reach Agency's Jim Holloran, Cat and Adam Stone of Stone Management, and Hollywood Branded, headed by Stacey Jones. In the U.K., you can also check out Seesaw Media and the Entertainment Marketing Group. So, you've done it. You got your product in the latest Netflix film. You just need to show a clip to your CMO and job done, right? Wrong. You've certainly done the hard part, but one last thing remains. You need to quantify your product placement. I know, you showed the clip to your boss, but that's not enough. See whoever signed off on the budget, however small it might be, will need something more robust than a cool sizzle reel. They're going to need numbers. Now they won't even know what numbers they want, but in corporate America, businesses need to justify everything with figures. And in other areas this is easy. A $50 million ad buy on TV is quantifiable by definition. If you spend $10 million on Facebook ads, it is easy to look at, say, the click-through rates. If you sponsor a podcast and give a specific code for people to use, you'll know exactly how many people started using your service thanks to that deal. But product placement is different. First off, it is virtually impossible to link a particular product placement to a purchase. There are anecdotal stories of Reese's Pieces sales shooting up after it was in ET in 1982 or BMW selling out the model of car Pierce Brosnan drives in the 1990s Bond films. But generally speaking product placement is more about creating brand awareness or shaping brand perception than directly driving people to buy a specific product. For this reason product placement is measured in media value a dollar figure that expresses how much exposure a placement generates compared to traditional advertising. So when saying that a placement is worth $1.5 million, you're saying that it would have cost $1.5 million in traditional TV ads to achieve the same amount of visibility. These calculations factor in how long your product was on screen, how prominent it was, whether your logo was visible, whether your brand was mentioned, how many people see it, and of course the cost of advertising. When someone doing product placement for a brand is asked for a metric the best answer is to give the valuation. Assuming that your placement achieves a couple of minutes of screen time or over 10 million people have seen the content you can expect a valuation in the six figures or maybe even over a million dollars. So if you spent maybe $15,000 on fees or on an agency for a placement valued at over a million dollars that sounds pretty good. And if you really want to drive the point home, you can use a return on investment measurement. In the above example, $1.5 million in value from a $15,000 fee, the ROI would be 9,900%. And after your CMO asks if you missed a decimal point in that number, prepare for them to ask how your company can do more product placement. Because when you contextualize the power of product placement with the right metric, it is the biggest no-brainer for any marketing executive. There is simply no better bang for your buck in terms of getting your brand out there than entertainment marketing. So why am I telling you about this? Well I can't help you get into film or TV but me and my company Concave Brand Tracking do specialize in that last part quantifying product placement. We work with some of the biggest brands in the world like Dell Budweiser and Toyota to help them measure the excellent product placement work they are doing. We report on the value of placements by recording all the required data We help them understand why certain placements are better than others, as well as provide competitive information when needed. Beyond knowing how well your placements are doing, the next step in analytics is seeing how your competitors are doing, what percentage of the available product placement value you are getting, and where your brand fits into the broader entertainment landscape. We do this and loads more at Concave Brand Tracking. You can visit our website www.concavebt.com or contact me directly either on LinkedIn or at my email dominic.arturini@concavebt.com. at concavebt.com. So I hope I've given you a good idea of how the world of product placement works, convinced you that it is much easier to break into than you might have thought, and that you've realized that when you consider the numbers, every consumer brand should add this practice to their marketing arsenal.